0: Would you open your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 2? And as you're doing that, I want to read to you the words of a, something you might seem, some of you might, this might sound familiar to you. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity, it was the season of light, it was the season of darkness, it was the spring of hope, it was the winter of despair. We had everything before us, we had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven, we were all going direct the other way, in short, the period was so far like the present period that some of its noisiest authorities insisted on its being received for good or for evil in the superlative degree of comparison. Charles Dickens, 1859. Could he not have better pegged 2016 in one paragraph? And I was, I was just reading it thinking, oh man, the reason he could peg it wasn't because he could see the future, but because he knew the past. When the, when the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, This isn't new. This year that we had isn't new. This has been ups and downs. It's humanity. That's what humanity is. We know more of it because we get to see it on the internet and on TV. But I say that because a lot of us are looking back on this year with a sense of hopelessness. And we got up this morning with a sense of hopefulness because it's a fresh start. It's a new thing. And many of us probably look to the new year going, okay, we're going to, this is going to be different this year. And I'm not anti-New Year's resolutions, but I do believe that what we really need is a resolution revelation. And what I mean by that is that a resolution without a revelation of who Jesus is, is just a regurgitation of the same old thing. And so as we look to this year in Luke chapter 2, the the words that I see here this morning and and what happened in, it's eight days after New Year's, right, for us, or seven days after Christmas, but this was eight days after Jesus was born where Luke picks up in chapter 2, verse 21, and he says that at the end of the eight days when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Mary the shepherds had gone home. The wise men, by the way, had not come yet. I don't know if you've seen your little manger sets with the wise men in it. You needed to wait for two years and put them back out again. It was, it was up to two years is when it was, they were probably there. But the shepherds had gone home, and Mary, according to the law, took Jesus to be circumcised and called his name Jesus because he was the one that was going to save them all. And in verse 22, it says that when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. That is speaking of Leviticus chapter 14, that when a, after a woman, 40 days after she gave birth, would go to the temple for a purification process and to be purified. And Jesus as well, the baby, a male baby. There was this process and it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male who first opens the womb shall be called the holy of the Lord in verse 24. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Mary and Joseph were very poor, impoverished. And we know that because the law told them to give a lamb unless you didn't have Money, And then you were allowed to give two turtle doves, two pigeons. It wasn't just the song, two turtle doves and a partridge and a pear tree. It was, this, was the, the sacrifice that they brought for them. In verse 25, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. The consolation of Israel was what they called it constantly, just what you would think it would mean, consoling. The word is paracleo, paracleto, which is the same word that when Jesus would say in John chapter 12, that I'll send you another comfort, another parakleto. And what it meant was Israel was in a bad place. It was a dark time, and they needed a comforter. They needed somebody to comfort them. And for some of you today, that's what you need after this year. Comforter. Somebody in the nursery right now needs a comforter. <laughs> That's the sound of life, by the way. Verse 26: As it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ on Simeon's bucket list. A Holy Spirit bucket list was that he was going to get to see the Christ, the Messiah that was coming. The entire nation had been waiting on pins and needles for this deliverance that was going to come. And he came in the spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and he blessed God and said, he takes like like Simba and the Lion King, holds him up. Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace I have completed my bucket list according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples a light of the revelation of the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel and his father verse 33 and mother marveled at what was said about him they're like this a very mind-blowing thing and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, and his, uh, to Mary he says, uh, Behold, this child is appointed for the, full, the fall and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also. I'm telling her, this is going to be an up and down, a rise and a fall. This is going to be a roller coaster ride. I don't know if you know this, but it is a scientific fact that the place where you feel grief at the deepest is the same place in your brain that you feel physical pain. So when you talk about feeling your heart was broken or my heart was died of a broken heart, there was a story in Washington Post just this week that that is an actual thing. It was in reference to Debbie Reynolds and losing Princess Leah this week. That, that actually, that there are physical, physiological things that can happen to your heart when you grieve, particularly for a child. But I wonder also if the sword piercing her soul, that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword that can divide between the soul and the spirit that there were maybe just things in our lives, and her life, that the Lord, that sword of the spirit would come and do surgery on and and remove some of that stuff in her heart. She marveled at it and a sword will pierce your soul also so that thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. This is a fascinating thing for the Bible to include about Jesus's life. And I just have a meditation for us this morning, and in a moment we have communion located in the front, and we've got communion located in the back. Because I want you to have an opportunity to encounter your consolation today. That Simeon was looking for his deliverer. And it's easy to misunderstand how things... I thought it was supposed to be this way. Uh, I don't know if you're old enough to remember the Wheel of Fortune. James Brown appeared on a celebrity version of the game show back in the day. And the producers would recount the story that it was clear that James Brown had never seen this show before <laughs> or, or had any idea what this game even meant. <laughs> so they get everybody, the celebrities there, and they spin the wheel, and he says, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I'll take an A. They're like, oh, no, no, Mr. Brown, that's not how this works. You, you, know, you, you have to choose a consonant. If you're going to, you know, so you'd have to buy a vowel, but you don't have any money in your thing, so you you have to choose a consonant now. And he's like, okay, I choose Europe. It's a true story. James Brown just misunderstood. (laughs) Simeon was told by the Holy Spirit, it's here you're. Your salvation, Messiah, Mashiach, your deliverer is here. And I would think if I were Simeon, that he would have been probably not unlike what Peter thought, which was that he was going to come and open up the can of whoop God, draw the sword, remove this evil Rome, and and restore them that way. So on the way to the temple, maybe he's thinking, I'm going to hear horse hooves and clanging of swords and... I don't know, maybe he just thought, like, I think that, there, that someday the sky is going to split and there's going to be a trumpet. And there, Maybe he thought that was what he was going to see that day. And instead, he walked in and he saw this couple who was dirt poor, and he knew it because they had two pigeons, a couple of kids and a, and a baby. And in that moment, he had a choice to reject it or to believe it. And Simeon on that day chose to believe. And as he held up this Christ child, the revelation of who Jesus was became real to him. And whatever your resolutions are for this year, without a revelation of who Jesus is, Sure, you could be skinny or sure you could be on time or at the gym for, you know, past February, but you could do all those things. But without a revelation, it's just regurgitation of what we've always done. I believe with all my heart But the Holy Spirit, as we talked about earlier, wants to talk to you today, wants to be in you. Jesus says, I'll send you another paracleo, I'll send you another comforter. I am, he was the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit is here today to be the paracleo, the comforter of you, to be the consolation of you, to be there for you on a day-to-day basis and to let you, to lead you to go do the will of God in the earth today. The revelation of who Jesus is that He wants to speak to you today, to lead you today. He didn't give us a manual, He gave us Emmanuel. He didn't give us a list, He gave us a liberator. And He didn't give us a resolution, He gave us a revelation. As Simeon would hold up young Christ child. There would come a time when the Christ adult would be lifted up again. John 12, verse 32 says, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. This he spoke of the way in which he was to die. So next time you sing the song high and lifted up, that's what he was talking about. And he did it to be lifted up like that so that we could have the other comforter. You have to believe that when the disciples, when he said, hey, look, I got I to gotta go, but it's better that I leave. Now, if you're Peter, James, John, any one of those, like, I'm going to need you to uh, help me understand that. How is it better? And it's better because when Jesus walked the earth in, in his earth suit. You had to wait in line to get to Jesus. You had to break through the crowd. You had to cut through the roof. You had to risk your life. You had, and you had to take a number and step aside like an old Dunkin' Donuts commercial from the 80s. Take a number, step aside. It was better because he was going to send another comforter and the other comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, wants to live and to reside inside of you and me today, you are first in line in that, the revelation of who Jesus is. And we're going to worship a little while right now. Our musicians are going to come back. But I want you to meditate on that idea of who Jesus is, because I believe that Instead of having to have, and if you've got a list and a resolution, I'm not here to throw a bucket of cold water. I'm just here to inv- just invite Jesus into that. That every day, waking up, this, your resolution is to have a revelation every day that Jesus can speak to you today. To, to send that email that you've been putting off to, to pray for that person that he put on your heart and mind. You always, I you don't know if you ever think this, I feel like God really wants me to pray for that person. And then you think, man, is that, should I? Is that, is that me or is that God? Maybe I'm just... Think for just a second. Do you think Satan was going to tell you to do that? Mm-hmm. No. It's the Holy Spirit. So when you hear those promptings in your hearts, resolve that you'll listen this year. I have a, a friend named Greg Murtha who's a, known him a very long time. Greg is 50 years old. He was diagnosed with cancer a few years ago. And it has been a rough road for Greg. But the thing when you listen to Greg speak or read when he writes, he talks all the time about the gift that this is to him, that he knows he has a finite amount of time ahead of him. And then when the Spirit leads him to pray for somebody now, he just does it. When the Spirit leads him to speak to somebody about Jesus, he just does it because he knows he doesn't have very much time. And he calls that a gift. we are all blessed with the gift of mortality this side of heaven. And maybe the reminder for our resolution is that the revelation of Jesus inside of us this year, I mean, can you imagine how the world would be a better place this year if everybody that called upon the name of the Lord believed that Jesus was who he said he was and would just listen to what the Spirit told you to do today? You might think, well, I don't, I don't know, tomorrow, I don't know. He said, don't even worry about tomorrow, just today. Said, what is the Spirit leading you to today? And he might even interrupt. Listen to me. He might even cancel your plans. Because his plans are pretty awesome. And if you'll listen to that this year, I truly believe that our community here locally, each other, just look, our little family of conduit could, just listening to what the Spirit might lead us to do for each other this year, today. Again, we've got communion available here and here and, and in the back on both sides of the sound booth. And in the next 10 minutes, As musicians are singing, maybe the Lord will lead you to sing along. Maybe the Lord, this is your practice right here. Maybe the Lord will, for me a lot of times I I just write and that's how the Lord speaks to me and I'll start writing it out. What's he leading you to do today? And look, don't get caught up in the the, the grand, oh, I got to cut all this stuff out of my life. Just allow him to continue the work in you. Sometimes we get overwhelmed because I see all the problems that I've had and I can't fix them. It talks about continuing the work to finish the work he started in you. The work isn't a thing. It's a journey that you're on. So today, as, as Simeon did, as he held up the body of Christ the revelation of who Jesus was take a time with the broken body of Jesus and what it's represented in these this broken bread to know that his body was broken for you and that his blood was spilled so that when you do blow it today that that's taken care of anyway so you didn't have to beat yourself up about it that's just forgiven, it's done. Go out of here today with a revelation of who Jesus is. He might tell you to go to the nations, he might tell you to go next door, I don't know. I just know he's going to tell you and if you listen, your life will be amazing. Funny thing, we talk about the word roller coaster like it's negative, but you know what? Roller coasters are awesome. adventure that awaits in someone who's willing to follow Jesus man there's tense moments in there but man at the end standing before him that was awesome Jesus would you today to each and every one of us individually allow us to hear your voice today the promise of the new covenant Your, you would write your will on our hearts and on our minds. What is that thing that I'm thinking in my mind that when I think about it, it just makes my heart jump? What, l- would you let us hear that voice today, Lord? And today, of all the other resolutions we have, we resolve this year to give and to be and to see and to believe the revelation, revelation of who you are. It's in your name that we pray. some time today you don't have to stand you can sit whatever just whatever you do make sure you take some time today with you and with jesus maybe this isn't a family time maybe this is you and jesus today and dig in and listen to what he's telling you